Hello and welcome to Hash Out, hashtag interactive podcast where we get down and digital, covering all things on social media, digital marketing, pop culture, and more. I'm Chris, and let's hash it out. Good day, everybody. Today is a special one because today we start our second season of Hash Out. Woohoo! And not only that, we've got a pretty cool episode because we have some really special guests on today to mark this very special occasion. Now, as we all know, the last two years have been pretty tough on all of us. Almost every industry has been greatly affected by the pandemic. Yep, even digital marketing. Today's guests know this pretty well. So today, we are going to hash out a number of things. How us digital marketing professionals coped during the last few years, how we intend to grow, and how the role of digital marketing will evolve as we usher in this new post-pandemic world. So back to our guests. Here with us today are Hashtag Interactive's very own, Mina and Vincent Chin, Hashtag's founders and managing partners, as well as Rocky Suniko, Hashtag's chief operations officer. Vince, Mina, Rocky, welcome to the show. Hi. Okay. So let's kick this off with kind of like a primer on all things hashtag. Okay, so for those of us who don't know, let's start with uh, the basics. What made you guys start the agency? I'll shoot this over to Vincent first. Wow. Uh, We started the agency because we think we could do it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we were on client side. None of us... Meaning me and Mina, we we went on the agency side, and we had a lot of experience dealing with agencies. We have a lot of experience working with agencies, and then um, we just think that we could do it differently. Uh huh. Absolutely, Mina, you you echo the statement. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it was it was Vince's idea to start the agency. Social media marketing was in its very early stages in Singapore at the time. Um, a lot of people didn't know what to do and how to do social. And we, we not being agency people, wanted to take an approach that was very practical and honest. And um, we didn't want to just, you know, do social for the sake of social. We wanted to see results. We wanted to make some kind of impact. And then when we would meet clients... Um, it was like we would be their therapists. They'll tell us their problems. We want to launch a product. We want to resolve this campaign. And then then from there, we would figure out how we could help them. And social was, yeah, the, the, the lowest hanging fruit and entry point for a lot of the clients that we met early on. Awesome. Now I want to segue into, since both of you started, um, to the listeners who don't know, uh, obviously uh, Mina and Vince are, are partners in real life. So so they're partners in both senses of the word, in business and in real life. So to the both of you, how do you make this work? Is it difficult? Is it easy? And uh, as a follow-up question, any advice for couples who actually do want to get into business together? Um, we were business partners before we became life partners. So that's that. That was that progression there. But but apart from that, um, how do we how do we manage separating business and like our personal lives? It's really hard not to. We end up talking about work, and for you know both in both spaces, we end up talking talking about the kids in the office, and um, and then over dinner, you're talking about what accounts you're working on. So I think the key there is to really enjoy what you're doing and to pick a partner that um, you can you learn how to make decisions with 
<laughs> awesome. Okay, so 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 I'm just gonna kind of distill that um, in terms of you know. So basically, for advice for couples who do want to work together, what I take from that is uh, you gotta have proper communication. You do have to kind of be clear about the separate roles that you have and you play. Um, be very clear about that and uh, just uh, know how to work around each other. I guess. Am, am I right? Okay. I, I now I wanna I wanna bring Rocky into this. Because I'm also very interested in in how you kind of started in, uh, Rocky. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mina and Rocky are brothers, are siblings. So, Rocky, um, so this is what I want to know. You you had a stable career before joining Hashtag. Um, what made you take the leap uh, into joining? Uh, what As the point you were saying that you started two years into it, it was still kind of a startup at the time. Uh, what made you do that big leap? But yeah, but it was a multi-step thing. It first started with like, uh, they had started the agency already. More and more often during our trips, I would visit Singapore regularly because like it's the only place I ever go to because I want to see Mina. And then like we couldn't go to the zoo yet because she was working on social content for a client. And then it became, if you, you know, so that we can go sooner, why don't you help me with this? And then, uh, <laughs> okay. So we sat down and worked on copy. And then over time, that spun into, don't you want to do this more regularly? And then it spun into... <laughs> Don't you want to set up an office for us in the Philippines? So the that was the big that was the tricky big push. But yes, I had been in a call center career for like twelve years. I was comfortable. Uh, I wasn't necessarily happy, but it paid well and it was stable. And I had been with the same company for eh, over a dozen years. So, um, it it I had to think about it quite a while, and it took many many conversations, and it stressed out. The entire family, because like we're all here, we are all quitting our jobs and just working in this company together. But uh, oh, and I guess my last anecdote is that, and it's funny because last efforts was the CEO and the COO of the my call center company both like had individual conversation with me, and the the CEO was super stressed, like. It is difficult to work with family. Are you sure what you're doing? You shouldn't do this. Blah 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 blah. And like, it's okay. It's okay. It's 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 my sister. We we have a very good relationship. Um, and so yeah, eventually bit the bullet, and it was a stressful period of. So how do I set up an office? Because <laughs> I didn't quite know either. Um, and it was scrambling to to find a place to find people and all that but it was um a crazy ride there was a lot of there was a lot of call center unlearning i had to do in the first few years i think i like uh i'm i, I like how the what, what i'm kind of getting listening to all your stories is everything really did happen organically <laughs> or on the fly you know um um so it's very interesting that I mean, you were kind of making things up as you, as you were going on and just adding and adding to it. That's a very, very interesting kind of business story. Um, and also add, add into the fact that, yeah, yeah like, like your CEO did say, uh, Rocky, right? Like people do kind of generally say, don't get into business with family, don't get into business with friends. But I mean, here we are. Uh, you joined in 2015. It's now 2021 and everything seems to be going great. Um, so I want to go back to um, uh, Vincent and Mina. So so, so given the challenges that you guys encountered in starting it, obviously at the beginning, and then in the in the few years of actually running it, 
Um, how about now in 2021, looking back, would you say um, it, it's been worth it? And and obviously, if, if it has or not, um, you know, what would you have done differently knowing with all the all the knowledge that you've gained in the in the seven years or eight years that hashtag has been running? What would you have done differently now looking back in hindsight, if ever? I, I let I, I talk a lot. It's a so tough I'll question. Let, I'll I know. Let, I'll let Vince answer first. <laughs> I wouldn't change a lot. I think I think every I think every step every stage um it was just very logical and I think we've been very lucky and blessed like um we've we've seen we've seen companies come and go at the at the nascent stage we we were collaborating with a few agencies they're not around anymore so I think we've been very lucky but but we've very we're always very clear headed about what we want what's a logical step uh you can you can take a plunge because your gut feeling tells you that's going to work. It has worked out, so I wouldn't change much. I we may have speed up some stuff, maybe. Yeah, we might have right. been more prudent with some spending. Yeah. The, the the challenges when we were first starting out were cakewalk compared to the challenges of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, when we had so many more mouths to feed and people who depended on hashtag to survive and thrive and not just um, provide fulfillment for, you know, monetary compensation, but even like hashtags our lives. We, we, it's what we do. So um, the challenges in the beginning were getting up to speed and learning on the go, like Rocky setting up his office. We had the, we had the equivalent in Singapore, figuring out hiring people, how to hire people who would fit the, the culture um, a lot of it was gut feel. A lot of it was kind of blindly mm. figuring things out mm. and trying to be as resourceful as possible. Um, and like the way we run our ads, it was a lot of test and learning. So we are constantly iterating and optimizing along the way. And um, I think we we lean started up, you know, to the max. Um, we were bootstrapping for a long time. We were working out of our living room when we first started um, and there were more pets than there were employees for a a really long time. Um, But then bit by bit, we were like, okay, I think we can afford to hire more people and then expand this team and let's try this out. So the nice thing about not having an agency background is we never had agency constraints. Mm. Um, And the, the impetus for starting the company really is like Vince said, we want to do something different. So let's do things differently. And so we're always constantly challenging even what we think is our best practice thus far. Uh, one of the best ways to figure out how to run a business or like to overcome challenges is to just con- constantly challenge what you think is the right way to do things um, and to just keep test and learning. And sometimes you're going to make mistakes and the mistakes that you make, you will learn good lessons and they will just inform the new decisions that you're going to make moving forward. Yeah. You're the, the, the business strategy, the digital strategy became part of the business strategy where you're, you're constantly testing and learning and not sticking to any one assumption. Then for the, the pandemic, it just became like this super big challenge. Cause a lot of things like when you talk about like, what do you like about hashtag? When you ask people, what do you like about hashtag? It's always the people, the environment, you know, working together with my friends and stuff. And then suddenly we're not working together with anyone. And a lot of the things that we're most proud of for our culture were um, 
harder to achieve because we're all remote. On, on the one side, the business, of course, is having a tough time because everybody's being conservative about spending at the start of the pandemic and, and what to do. Then on the other hand, we're like, how do we help our people? Because we still want them to feel supported and help them to work effectively, even though um, their entire working process has changed. That's as much as we're having fun and it's not work. It's a different kind of different kind of stress to stay on video calls. And so uh, then we had to limit it that way. So it's a lot of little learnings like that of what works and what doesn't work. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say that we have a perfect formula yet. We're still continually trying to figure out how else to do better. Um, and, and that's just the way that the business keeps going, I guess. And that's, that's our challenge as leaders for the company. I think another thing to add on to what Rocky's saying is that we do a lot of, um, we're really democratic in the way we run hashtag. We realize hashtag for a long time now hasn't, just, hasn't been just Vince and Mina's company or Rocky's company. It's been everybody's agency. So we found it so much easier to ask people, what do you want? How can we help you? How can we support you? Um, and then figure out from there what's feasible, what can we afford, how can we, um, you know, make things happen, um, knowing what it, what their preferences are. And even with the way our clients work, even the way we work with our clients is the same thing. Um, did this work for you? Did this not work for you? Uh, it's always constantly keeping that communication open and asking them, giving and taking feedback and so that we can make more informed decisions moving forward. Got it. Um, so so this actually leads me into the next few questions. You actually, Rocky touched on a lot of this already, but maybe we can do a, a deeper dive into it, you know, because uh, this really does set up basically, um, you know, a, a lot of the things that we really do want to talk about, which is how businesses and specifically hashtag has kind of adjusted to the pandemic. Um, as we said in our introduction, um, you know, all businesses have been affected. Uh, but it, it surprisingly, you'd think you'd think, you know, uh, digital marketing would be one of the least affected. But obviously, that's not true. Um, there have been a lot of adjustments that had to have been made. So talking about your employees, talking about your clients and yourselves, actually, what are what are different adjustments that specific adjustments that you guys have had to make um, in the past two years? And how did those adjustments evolve? You know, because uh, the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 was a lot different from where we are right now. We're still in a pandemic, but at the beginning, we were all scrambling uh, in, in our own personal lives and, of course, in business. Now it's kind of, I guess we've kind of settled into a routine of some sorts. Could you guys take us on that journey for you guys, especially individually? Wow, that was a lot of stress. Wow. It was so stressful. Okay. I, I, I think when the pandemic started, um, the mandate to ourselves was that we need to make sure that we keep, we try as much as possible to keep everyone in the company. Because um, it's gonna affect them. It's gonna affect. It's gonna affect. Um, it's gonna affect their family. So 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 that that as a company also responsibility was to keep everyone. Um, we even we even went out of the way to see how we can get everyone vaccinated before, especially Manila, when um, when when the vaccination plan wasn't rolled out yet. Then uh, we we used to travel to Manila so often, probably once at least once every two months, once every quarter. So, so not being able to meet the team, uh, we had to have make some adjustment there on, on how do we still make our presence felt? How do we still make sure that the team knows that we are there for them? I think, okay, from my perspective, 
um, the first, so, and like many other businesses, we were hit, we got hit, but our, our first priority was to make sure our people did not feel like their jobs were insecure. Um, motivation was top priority. We suddenly, Vince and I had time, like we weren't going to so many client meetings. Um, so that's where we focused a lot on, um, on development internally. Um, and Rocky will probably touch on this more later, but we did it. So that's why, you know, when all of our lunch and learn stuff came in, um, we really, now that we had a little more time to look inwards and see how we were running things, then that's what we did. Um, in the meantime, I think it was, it was um, from a business perspective and running the business. I'm glad we were, we were prudent in some of our spending. We did have some savings to tie us over. Mm. So um, there were, Lots of cost cutting that we had to do to just make sure that we keep people. Never mind if we had to let go of some extra things. Fridges. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was important was to keep people. So that plus, you know, being smart in previous years helped tide us over. And then I think the uncertainty of not knowing if we would get new accounts, um, if we would get more campaigns in, that was really stressful. Um, but I don't know if we ever, I hope we didn't make the team feel, we, we were, we were honest that we're not quite, um, we're not quite okay in terms of like, um, we were under accounts for a while. Um, but we, we didn't want them. We didn't want that to, we didn't want to add to their stress on top of the pandemic stress. We didn't want to give, make our people feel that. So, um, that was something that was priority and I hope that we were able to do. Yeah, I think I think the the big stress at the beginning, especially for Manila, is that um I mean like one, obviously the production team is a much bigger team. It's like I, I have a lot of people over here. And then and then they live in very different places. So uh we knew like at the very beginning, we knew a lockdown was inevitable. And then we were already making plans for like uh, how to you know when wh- what are we gonna do what are we gonna implement and then we were already saying from from go like we'll do a hundred percent work from home and we're not gonna require people to come in so it was that initial scramble because it also meant like how is ev- everyone had to get their equipment home and obviously design are not on laptops <laughs> they're on full max and so it was a lot of logistical concerns about moving expensive equipment around Metro Manila and the like and then um. And then from there, yeah, I was constantly trying to figure out what to do and how to how to keep people motivated. But at the same time, like we had a serious concern about uh, we had to get new accounts in. But then that's why I, I think 2020 was like a, a big pitching year. Like we were as, as long as there was a pitch, we were almost constantly pitching something and just trying to see. And I know it was a lot of extra work, uh, but um, it 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 kind of paid off. And then like 2021 started better. Not, you know, perfect, but still better. Um, and then in terms of initiatives, um, yeah, it was a lot of like trying to figure out like how do we how do we keep in touch and whatever. The town the virtual town hall started on a monthly basis as a it was, it's like the state of the union, how the company's doing and what's happening. And then we also wanted to have more to talk about. So then it's like, oh let's maybe we revisit lunch and learn. Maybe we can I, I missed we had we used to have in person game nights at the office. So I wanted to bring game nights back. So all these things. And then we've been constantly looking for other like virtual activities that could be interesting. So that's why that uh, the other month, since we all miss traveling, then we tried that virtual tour, Paris, which 
we were super excited to roll up when we first saw it, it's like oh my god okay this is something different <laughs> we all want to go to Paris the pandemic is far from over and then since we are trying to make sure our people's safety is first then we're also not like rushing to go back to in-person reporting especially here in Manila so then we have to keep this going a bit longer in like this remote situation. Speaking as an employee, um, I I have really been enjoying all this, uh, all these you know these little um, things that we get to do virtually. Um, it, I've never really experienced it, so for me, it's been a lot of fun. Honestly, it's it's given me a lot of a lot of value. Um, I, I love the lunch and learn stuff. Uh, I try to attend every single uh, meet. Paris thing was a lot of fun. It was really, really different. So it's it's really nice to see how companies kind of evolve their services and, and what they offer to their employees. Um, I have heard a lot of chatter, actually, the advertising world of, of two big uh, companies that closed their physical offices totally and are, are 100% operating remotely. Um, and it, it seems to be working for them. Um, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think we're really still kind of figuring things out. No, I wanted to add on to what Rocky was saying about how... So I know Vince said that we didn't spell out um, our roles, but you can clearly see Vince is the visionary between the three of us. Um, and Rocky and I are the figure out how to do things. A lot of adaptability on the fly. and it, But it's nice. It's, it's, it's that constant like uh, challenge of what else can we do. I like how uh, the... Kind of the the thesis that is coming out of this whole discussion is really adaptability and adjusting and you know <laughs> learning things on the fly. That's that's come up a number of times in the past few minutes. Uh, we have really, processes, really... you know, but then how those processes <laughs> come about are kind of crazy. So. Yeah, yeah. So actually, this kind of leads me to my next question, right? I, I kind of really want to know more, a little more about uh, the employees and and your hiring process and what you look for an ideal hashtagger. So currently, you have around thirty employees. Um, from Singapore and Manila, and that that's a whole bunch of personalities and a whole bunch of skill sets that you have to juggle. But uh, you know, um, we're not even counting the number of people that have been with hashtag at the very beginning of you know in the past uh, eight years. So so since then, have you kind of solidified what it is you look for in, in an employee? What's what's your ideal hashtagger? Who who's gonna go first? <laughs> Tough question. Ooh, I like to think that we hire nice people. It's very important to be nice and happy because that was the first reason why we set up the company anyway. We wanted we wanted a we wanted a safe space for people. We want we, we didn't want to be the, the agency where where everyone worked to their bones and then they got not happy and whatnot. Okay, I'm gonna add on to what Vince is saying. Um we always tell people, at least the people who we interview personally, we always say we built hashtag because we wanted our own dream job. That was our selfish reason for building Hashtag. We wanted to come to the office every day and like what we do and like who we work with. And not. And we didn't want to be the kind of bosses that we didn't like working for. That we, that, you know, everybody in their lifetimes had a boss that they didn't get along with. And we just didn't want to be one of those bosses. So that was the culture that we built. So And that directly affects how we hire people. Because then we hire people, one, who appreciate that kind of culture who want to be in a place that they enjoy coming to work. Um, a lot of, we've had a lot of people come to us who've come from negative previous employment experiences. Um, they they appreciate that. We also like to hire people we get along with. So um, chances are... <laughs> very, very cliche, but I really think we are like an extension of a family. Yeah. They, they, I read somewhere though when you say like oh this agency is like a family that's a red flag don't join that agency <laughs> but, a cult yeah because we're like a cult but we're not like a cult I swear um, 
but 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 really it is um we're pretty we're pretty you just get that vibe i vibe people we have that vibe and then we enjoy our conversations our people when we interview them chances are you're going to get along working with them um mm. and like vin said so we just like people who are more don't have any airs about you know who just enjoy working and doing the kind of work that we do whichever department it's in who like coming up with ideas who like experimenting who like innovating who are self starters those are the kinds of people who work really well in hashtag and um and stay pretty long with us just because it's it's fun to do what we do yeah and i guess the only thing to add because the the skill stuff then i we already can trust like the other people to winnow that out so i think by the time it gets the interview or at least especially because i still i still try to interview everyone on the ph side um then i'm no longer i'm not going to stress over skill because that's already what all the other assessments and interviews done but i'm really trying to look for people who people who kind of have a better idea of what they're looking for what they want out of their career if they're even if it's just us i want to do this type of design more i want to do this type of writing more and then maybe we can help empower that as opposed to people who are just waiting for a direction or waiting for things to happen i think it need a hashtagger needs a certain spark um a fire to like this is what i want to put out in the world and then we may not be able to always do it with every single client but we're we still want to be a space where we help you build that skill build that craft and then you know help you find your voice absolutely 100% agree uh, if there's anything i have learned in the in the decades oh my gosh i've been working for decades now <laughs> Um, it's really <laughs> getting along with your with with your co with your coworkers is really it's just the biggest thing. It can make a very bad job enjoyable, or it can make a very good job miserable. Yeah. Um, it's really really important. Um, I also wanted to jump in earlier when you're talking about red flags. Um, Mina. Um, when when uh, uh when people are talking about their company, the biggest the biggest thing for me whenever I I, I searching for a job is whenever a company talks about themselves as being rock stars. That's like the biggest red flag. I'm like, no, staying away from that. Because that means like rock stars, they, that, that's a, that's a, that's a I thought really a I thought a red flag would be a husband and wife owner <laughs> with the brother-in-law, you know, like, isn't that a red flag? <laughs> we're, we're literally a family. No? We're literally yeah. a family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's round off this episode uh, with uh, our final question. Let's do this uh, really quickly. So don't think about it too much, but uh, you know, just just spit out whatever comes to mind. Okay, okay. So if you were to describe hashtag in one word, what would it be? It's many things. <laughs> hashtag is life. I can I can cheat. Hashtag is life. Oh, yeah. You gotta edit yourself. I'll go for the low hanging fruit. Say my word is awesome. Because that's the culture. That's the goal. That's the culture. That's the aspiration. That's everything. That's like, that's so politically correct. Politically correct. It's it's like one of our taglines. Like, <laughs> aim for awesome. So I'm gonna own it for this one. Yeah. Okay, we got awesome. Vincent Jin. I said hashtag is life. Why is hashtag is life? It's life. Okay, Mina, round it up. I don't know. Hashtag's my happy place. So I don't know. What's a shorter way of saying my happy place? Haven. It's a it's a hashtag happy place. There you go. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's one word, but it's a hashtag. Hashtag. Oh, no, no. Okay, no. That, I was saying, I take, yeah, so I take back my answer. Way, hashtag Rocky. is blessed. It's blessed. Okay, Aww. perfect. So we've got awesome. 
It's life and it's blessed. Perfect. Okay, so thank you very much to our guests, Vincent, Mina, and Rocky. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, first episode of our second season. And uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you for hashing it out with us. So don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page at hashtag interactive, our Instagram at hashtag underscore interactive, and LinkedIn. And uh, we'll see you next hash out session. Any last words, everyone, before we say goodbye? We have we have another call. We have another call. That's it. <laughs> that, Thank you, guys. The true message <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.